welcome to Monologues by Hassie, where I'm going to be dropping unsolicited brain dumps from the depths of my grey matter. I'll talk about life, money, society, and self-development, plus whatever else lies up there, whilst hopefully not getting cancelled in the process. If you're very fortunate to find yourself in a situation in life where you are quite literally the dumbest person in the room, then this episode is designed to help you maximize that opportunity. And what got me thinking about this particular episode is a reflection on my own journey as a software engineer for the past year and three to four months in a commercial environment. Now, I've been fortunate enough to have great mentors and upon receiving feedback from some of the people who have watched me grow in the last one year and three three to four months that they say that they are genuinely surprised at uh, how well I've integrated into the team and that I'm not really like somebody who has one year of software engineering experience that it's more like I have two to three years and that there's a level of autonomy that they just did not expect from somebody who came into the field without a degree without uh, you know the pre previous work experience or internships in software engineering and the fact that I've learned it all on the job and that and I think it, it's not because I'm an intelligent person and the whole purpose of this episode is that there is actually a relatively simple formula I think that you can follow to be the dumbest person in the room and come out ahead. So that's what today's episode is about. I will be focusing on my experience as a software engineer, but all of these principles that I'm going to go through, I think are applicable to whatever you are. You could be in so many different careers and you could find yourself in a position where you have been given a lot of responsibility and you're rubbing shoulders with some very experienced people. And again, this is not age dependent. You could be 60 years old and you've decided to take a new job and you're surrounded by 30 year olds who've been doing it for the last 10 years. Well, it, it, again, it's not about age. It's just in this new skill set, you're surrounded by very experienced people. So let's go into it. I think the first thing is to humble yourself and appreciate the opportunity that you have been given. Now, the reason that I've made that the first principle is if you are the dumbest person in the room, then you do not want to come across as arrogant because if there's a very high gap in terms of skill and experience between you and the, the, the person who's next in line above you in that environment, then your arrogance can only hurt you. Rather, you want to be like a sponge. You want to be open to different ideas, open to feedback, open to criticism, and you want to take that in and use it to make you better. In my particular case, I have been incredibly fortunate that it's a bit of a weird situation that I've found myself in. As I said, I don't have a software engineering degree. I haven't worked software engineering jobs prior to this one. I have worked in the last two and a half to three, well, the last four years, I've worked at jobs where I've progressively gotten closer and closer to working with technology, starting all the way from analytics to data engineering to now software, but I don't have the traditional pedigree. And my company does not hire anything less than a senior engineer. So we have no juniors, we have no mid-levels, there's no graduate program. In fact, the next engineer in terms of years of experience uh, that's uh, above me is would, would have seven to 10 years of experience. And then in my team, if I look at the software development team, I think at our peak, we might've had 15 people. If I looked at 
those 15 people, excluding myself, obviously, if, I, if I'm coming in with zero years of experience, um, they would have collectively had something like 100, 150, maybe even 200 years of experience amongst those 15 people. So for somebody like me who has zero years of experience, that is an incredible learning opportunity. There is a very high differential between me and the next person above me. And even in that environment, it's such a small, tight-knit team to have that many years of experience, people who've seen things go wrong at different companies, who've learned from those experiences, who've designed different products, who've worked in different industries. That is an incredibly valuable thing that I was able to embed myself in. And so it really, the only way to give that situation justice is honestly, it's to be humble. Like um, there is no use being cocky in that in that situation. Like, I mean, you can get cocky down the track, but remember you are an apprentice, you are there to learn. So you need to give your masters respect and learn as much as you can from them because you eventually want to go down that journey of mastery yourself. So I think that that, that is a I think a very important first principle um, to keep in mind when you do find yourself being the metaphorical dumbest person in the room. And like I'm again incredibly grateful that I've been surrounded by so many great engineers and I think that is the very least that I could do is that when I'm reaching out to them and asking for help that I don't come, come across with arrogance and that I'm grateful for what they're giving me and I am grateful because it has made a, a huge impact in the past you know year and a quarter that I've been professionally software engineering. So the second principle that you know I, I want to talk about and it kind of relates to the first one is do not ask the same thing twice. And the reason I think this is important is well A, it shows that you're appreciative and you're listening and you're paying attention, but you do not want to be in a position where you're asking the same thing from the same person or even if it's from different people twice. When somebody says something to you, even if you don't completely understand it, write as much of it down as possible so you can go digest it. And if you do come back to them, it shouldn't be the original question. It might be some finer detail. Maybe you've managed to understand 80% of it and there's another 20% that you don't quite get. I think that is fine, but definitely do not ask twice because it I think it shows carelessness, disrespect. Now to say that there have been, I think a few situations where I've had to ask twice and that's partially due to my own carelessness. And if you are in the situation where you need to ask somebody the same thing twice, then you should be like, you know, do it as apologetically as possible. Cause again, going back to principle number one, you need to be humble and you need to appreciate the knowledge that other people are imparting on you. And the fact that they're even allowing you to tap into the, the yeah the fact that they're allowing you to tap into their knowledge base when they have so many other higher priority tasks you definitely want to be uh, cognizant of that and uh, be be grateful for that so again principle number two is do not ask the same thing twice and a part of that i think is very important is be become very good at note taking and that could be physical notes it could be digital notes for me i have both um, i always try to carry some sort form of notepad and if i run out of notepads i will pull like paper out of nearest printer and just write things down. I will literally scribble things down in meetings that I don't inherently understand. I think it's important because I want to go look those things up later. I also have a text file, very primitive, but just a .txt file 
in on like on my work computer where I just write down different things that I'm learning and picking up and somebody might have showed me or something I googled you know just make sure that you're documenting as many things as possible because it's for your benefit and you, you really don't want to be asking the same questions over and over again because that is going to reflect very poorly on you so principle number three is do your homework and this one is quite broad I think there's multiple facets to that is Again, when you are in that room, do not expect to be spoon-fed. Just because you're inexperienced and everyone around you has decades of experience and they've seen so many problems similar to the ones you're facing, don't expect to be spoon-fed. I think when you are in that position where you have that huge skill and experience differential between yourself and the next person above you, then one of the things that is going to help you maximize what you can obtain from that relationship, both in terms of what the other person is willing to give you and then your ability to retain, process, and then use that information. So turning something from knowledge and transitioning it to a skill is you want to be seen as somebody who is resourceful, somebody who can uh, do do the work themselves, who can find information themselves. You might not be perfect at it, but people will always appreciate somebody trying to help themselves and more, more than somebody who just expects to be given the answers. So don't rely on being spoon-fed. And then I, I think a, a good broad principle amongst doing your homework, if you want to have a five-star experience, like let's say five-star is, is the best experience you can have, and you've got somebody who can help you get to that five stars, realistically, you should be bringing four of those stars and they're bringing the last one. So it's an 80-20 rule thing in, in the sense that you're doing 80% and they're giving you 20%. And I think that's very natural. So you really do need to be putting in the majority of the work to help yourself, but to also demonstrate to them that you are somebody who is worth helping. Because if you're not putting in any effort yourself, people are generally not even going to bother putting 20% in. It is only going to happen when you are out there busting your ass and trying to keep up and trying to contribute and maintain a, a, a working proficiency where you're not completely useless. And I think when people see that, they will help you become better. So definitely be putting four stars in for somebody else to come along and give you that fifth star so you can have that five star experience. And then to even take that concept of doing your homework and make it broader is you know identify your training needs, develop your own curriculum for what you need to learn and grow in that space. And it's, again, this is something where you can't rely on somebody else to do this for you because this depends on the goals you want to achieve. But like if you're in a new field, like for me, when I got into realized I was going to be a software engineer, I remember I put together a software engineering plan and it was a curriculum and I had a few things that I wanted to learn. I wanted to, uh, I, I knew I was going to be working with a new language called C Sharp. So I, I picked up some C Sharp courses. But I remember in that curriculum, I said, I'm also going to have to learn how to do a front end. So I'm going to have to learn like a framework called something called React, which is what we use to do front ends with one of the frameworks and a front end for, for those of you who aren't aware it's the portion of a website that lay people interact with so if you go to a, a website right now if you're listening to this on a podcast app your front end is what you see and then the back end for example will involve delivering this audio to you as you're listening to it so I realized that well I'm going to have to learn how to do a front end and react's going to be important so I remember putting this on my curriculum now here's the thing putting together a curriculum and identifying what you think you need 
need to train to become better in that profession, in my case, software engineering, chances are your curriculum is going to be completely dog shit. And the reason I say it's gonna be completely dog shit is remember, you're somebody who has very little experience. You are at best guessing what needs to be on your curriculum and even if you had a curriculum, chances are when you're in something like in my case, when you're in a professional workplace, you are going to realize what pieces of work are really important in that organization and that might not align with your curriculum. So what I personally found is, well, for me, I found there was a much greater focus on understanding the back end and understanding cloud services, something that I did hadn't even put on my 2022 curriculum. And something like working on front ends was probably less important than I originally anticipated. Now it still scared me, but what I realized is a lot of those React and front end skills I actually learned on the job because in the organization that I'm in, in the work that I personally had to do, that was a much smaller component because the front end already existed. Chances are I was modifying or adding something very minor to support a back end feature that I was working on. So I quickly realized that learning front end is potentially not as crucial at my current stage. I'm not saying it's not crucial, but based on the organization I was in and what I had to upskill in, it became less of a priority. That said, putting together that training plan, putting together that curriculum is going to help you because A, it demonstrates to other people uh, that you actually care about your development, that you're trying to get better. They might actually give you guidance based on the organization or situation you're in, in how to tailor your curriculum to help yourself reach that challenge, right? You're the dumbest person in the room and you want to try and become as skilled as possible as quickly as possible. So definitely put together your curriculum and I think that is a very important part of doing your homework. Now to principle number four, and I think this one is incredibly important, take on the projects, take on the work that absolutely scares you. And the, the counterpoint to this is be prepared to look like the fool because there is no master, right? The wise master began as the foolish novice. And you can't become the wise master without being the foolish novice. So take on that hard work. And it might mean that you need to ask some really stupid questions in that process. But for the past year, year and a bit, even now, I routinely enjoy picking up work where I look at it and I say, I have no idea how I'm going to do this. And as a part of that process, and that's a very scary thing, it's it, it's a very high cortisol thing to do over and over again. But I, you know, I've kept on picking up projects and picking up tickets at work where I look at them and say, well, I've never actually worked with these AWS services. And you pick things up that scare you. And in, in that process, you learn how to do them. So if you're in this environment where there is, again, you're the dumbest person by far, there's this huge skill differential. The fact that you've been allowed into that room potentially means that people trust you enough to do things. And of course, they're not going to give you the biggest fish um, to try and cut up on, on round one and they, they shouldn't, but keep on progressively picking up bigger pieces of work that go beyond the skill set that you're comfortable with. And the, like the opposite of that is people who only do what they're comfortable with. They say, ah, oh, well, I've never done that before, so I'd rather not do that. I can see there's a similar piece of work. Don't get stuck in that attitude, especially if you're very early on in your career, then again, it doesn't matter what career, you wanna be taking on as much work as possible and you wanna be taking on the most challenging work for you. Again, it might not be the most challenging work for other people, but it might be very challenging for you based on the limited experiences 
that you have. So that is a great way to grow. Uh, you know, definitely push yourself to the limits and yeah, again, be prepared to look foolish. It is okay. Look stupid today to avoid looking stupid tomorrow. I think that that's a very important principle. And now if we just reflect on the last, before I carry on to the very final point I would like to make in terms of how to be the dumbest person in the room and come out ahead. If I look back at the last four points, these all relate to being in a very high growth environment as a novice. And that is inherently stressful and everything I've described, especially the do your homework, some of that is going to have to happen outside of that environment. So in my case, it has to happen outside of the nine to five workplace, which means there have been times where I've, you know, done training and studied for certification exams in my you know, on my weekends after work, you know, sometimes before I start work, and, you know, when I go to, when I go to work, I'll take a, off, like often a software engineering book with me and I will read in the morning and I will read in the afternoon. So I'm constantly bombarding my information, my head with information. And the real goal of that is, you know, you need to do more than nine to five, especially when you're starting. And in my case, again, don't have a degree, didn't come with the experience, I'm new to the field, I'm in an environment where the next person above me has seven to 10 years of experience. So it's very intimidating. So I definitely have pushed myself beyond nine to five, I'm happier to spend a few hours if I'm a bit slower at something to get something out. I'm happy to study on the weekends to attempt to address skills gaps because that is all very important. But here's the thing, that's all very exhausting and you're going to be doing this outside of your nine to five or outside of the environment where you are the dumbest person in the room. Maybe you're the dumbest person in the room in a not-for-profit environment where you're volunteering for a day or two a week. Maybe you're gonna have to spend some time outside of that that volunteering period where you're brushing up on your skills. And this leads me to my final point. When you are the dumbest person in the room, make sure you get rest so you can come back and do it all over again. I think this is incredibly important because as I said, everything I've just described up until this point, points one to four of being, how to maximize being in that high growth environment, they are all very stressful things. But remember, it's not always going to be like this, but when you are new to something and when you are the least experienced person, you want to take advantage of that situation. That said, it is not easy. There's a lot of cortisol, a lot of stress involved. You're going to be tired. But the important thing is amongst all of this is find time to rest because I guarantee if you want to do this over and over again without getting burnt out, then you need to be well rested. In hindsight, it's probably something that I haven't been too good at. I mean, I'm the type of person, I'll take a one to two week holiday every kind of six to eight months which is probably definitely insufficient considering I'm also doing things on weekends to get better at this new skill set. But you know, I, I have tried to take rest. I just came back from a week and a half in Paris, um, but definitely potentially not f frequent enough. I think it is important to make sure that your mind and your body is capable to receive the gifts of knowledge that you are going to receive in that high growth environment. So make sure that you are getting adequate rest and that could be rest on a weekly basis, a daily basis. But I think more importantly, you know, just like a company has quarters, give yourself quarters, have a hard goal, 
have something that you want to achieve and then make sure you rest and you're ready to come back and address the next quarter. It is not always going to be this intense, but if you're in the situation like me where, you know, you're new to something, then you should embrace that intensity because man, my life could go in so many directions where it is not feasible for me to invest that much time into developing this skill set. So whilst I have the opportunity and whilst I'm surrounded by these amazing people, I definitely I'm grateful that I've been able to take advantage of that. So to recap this, if you do find yourself being the dumbest person in the room and you want to come out ahead in that situation, then these are the five things that you need to do. You need to humble yourself and to be appreciative for the opportunity that you've been given. Number one. Number two is do not ask the same questions twice. Become a master note taker and documenter because it is a kindness that you can do to the people you are learning from. Number three is do your homework, both in terms of the effort in the meeting room, but also outside the meeting. So when you're outside that high growth environment, you want to be identifying what skills you can develop and it might take a long time, but how can you do something today which is gonna make tomorrow better? Make sure you're doing your homework because when other people see this, it is going to make them want to help you more and they are not going to feel like you are dragging them behind. Because if they see that you're doing everything in your power to minimize that gap of skill and experience between you and the person above you, they're gonna be appreciative of that. Because as you develop, your ability to contribute to that environment, to that team will increase and that's going to make everyone's life lives better. And I truly believe that one of the most um, rewarding things is actually helping somebody else. And when you see them grow, that's rewarding for yourself. So you're not just helping yourself, but by learning, by doing your homework, you're actually creating a rewarding experience for the people above you. You're creating a rewarding experience for the people you are learning from. So the fourth one is take on the tasks which scare you and be prepared to look foolish. It's completely natural to be scared of things, but take them on. And if you have wise mentors around you, they're never gonna let you take on something that is going to cause you to drown, but you should be progressively taking on things which make you uncomfortable. And that doesn't matter whether it's day one or day 365. One of the things I enjoy doing even now, because again, there is so much I have to learn. I've definitely come a long way, but there's always more to do and you want to be taking on those hard tasks because that is the best way to learn. It is venturing into the unknown. And again, yeah, be comfortable looking foolish. It is normal. The, you know, the, the wise master began as the naive apprentice, right? That is completely natural and you cannot have one without the other. They are two sides of the same coin. Be prepared to expect that. So the fifth one, fifth and final is make sure you're well rested so you can come back and do all of this over and over again. And I believe that if you follow these five steps, you can maximize your growth in an environment where you truly are the dumbest person in the room, where you have the least experience, you have the least skills. If you follow these five steps, I truly believe that it's not a matter of pure intelligence. It is 
the attitude and the determination and the grit that you bring to that meeting room. And if you can do those five things, and if you can do them consistently for a prolonged period of time, you will come out ahead. You will surprise the people that you are working with. And again, you're not just creating a positive experience for yourself, you're creating a positive experience for everyone in that room because they are going to be grateful for having had the chance to watch you grow and to contribute to your growth just as you are grateful for being given the opportunity to have learned from them. So with that, I'm going to end this episode here and I wish everyone listening to this great success on all your endeavors. You've just made it through another episode of Monologues by Hassi. It brings me great pleasure to know that you made it to the end. To listen to more episodes, subscribe on your favorite podcast app or visit monologuesbyhassi.com. Thanks for swinging by.